eternal rock of ages, we want to bless your name for all that you have done for us in our study on the book of Haggai. As we come to the final conclusion on the book of Haggai today, I pray, Lord, that you will help us to receive full understanding of everything that we have learned so far in Jesus' name. Thank you for everything, Almighty and everlasting God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Today we will be concluding our conclusion on the book of Haggai, and by so doing, we'll be ending our study on the book of Haggai. In our last study, we looked at God and human leaders. And in looking at God and human leaders, we made clear that God is the one who chooses leaders, whether they are civil or church, whether they are spiritual or secular. We said that he chooses leaders for his purpose and according to his sovereign will. What is important is that those whom God would choose as leaders would be humble, devoted to God, and will seek and do his will. We also noted that God who chooses leaders can also unseat leaders. So it is important for leaders to recognize that they are there to serve God's purpose. And also, those of us who are followers should be praying for our leaders, otherwise they will not succeed. Today, as we conclude everything, we want to discuss the shakings of God. In the book of Haggai, we read about two shakings. The shakings in which God said that he was going to cause the desire of nations to come to the temple and the shakings in which he spoke of what would happen in future. When we see and experience the shakings of God, we know that he is about to usher in a new dispensation. The shakings of God can be likened to a woman's travail just before she brings forth a child. When the woman is going through such turmoil, she knows that eventually she will rejoice because something good will come out of it. So she goes through the pain knowing that there is joy at the end of it all. In the same way, when we see God's shakings, we should not be perturbed. We should realize that God is about to do something new in our lives and for us. Whenever God shakes things, only those things that can endure, the things that are hinged or built upon Christ, will stand. Any other thing is going to fall to pieces. Shakings heralded God's massive cleansing in Israel during the time of Elijah. God actually announced it to Elijah through those times of shakings. If you read 1 Kings chapter 19, you will see how God told Elijah to go and stand in a mountain. There were shakings in the mountain. There was smoke. There was whirlwind. Everything was scattered, but God was not present. Eventually, when God appeared to Elijah, it was in a still small voice, and God told him of the kind of changes that he's about to make. He spoke of Hazael, he spoke of Jehu, and he spoke of Elisha. He spoke of changing the Syrian leadership, he spoke of changing the Israeli leadership, and he spoke of changing Elijah and putting Elisha in his place. So shakings heralds the changes that God wants to bring in human society, in human lives, and even in the church. In the book of Haggai, shakings heralded the building of the temple. And the shaking was such that God said he was going to direct the resources of Persia into building that temple. And those shakings actually took place when the king of Persia instructed the governors on the side of where Israel was to send their resources in their treasuries to the building and the completion of the temple. Shakings heralded the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Besides the fact that a massive temple was built, the Bible talks of how the wise men from the east came and the whole place was shaken, wondering what the meaning was to see so many people coming into Jerusalem. And it was through their visit that they got to know that the Messiah was among them. The Bible also tells us that shakings will herald the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
the Lord Jesus spoke of earthquakes, spoke of farming, spoke of wars, and so on and so forth before he is coming. And he told us that when we see those things, we should not be disturbed, we should not be perturbed. They are just heralding that he is coming back. So these shakings actually come to prepare us for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are not supposed to trouble our hearts, but they are to make us prepared for his coming. These shakings are upheavals, violent or sudden changes, disruptions in human life, and they upturn everything that we are used to. They bring about changes in social and economic orders, changes in political dispensations, upheavals in financial markets, changes and disruptions in government systems. When these shakings take place, they tell the world that they are nothing without God. God usually shakes things to bring man to his senses, for man to realize that only God can make things perfect. And so as we come to the end of our conclusion, I want to do as it were a recap. Through our study of the book of Haggai, we have seen that one, God speaks to us, today's Christians, through his son, the word of God. And he wants to speak to us one-on-one more than through pastors. This means we should spend more time in the word of God and get to hear God speak to us. Secondly, we have seen that God is concerned for his work and the workers. We noted that God's work is done by the Holy Spirit in and through us, the workers, and that there may be persecution as we are doing the work of God, but our focus must be on doing the work. God will take care of us, he will protect us, and he will watch over us. Thirdly, we've seen that repentance is powerful because through it, we receive God's forgiveness and blessing. Also, repentance is God's provision for all human beings to come to him. Nobody can come to God, even through Jesus Christ, except after he has repented. Fourthly, we saw that our relationship with God is crucial and must be taken seriously. We build our lives so that God can indwell us and have fellowship with us constantly. Constant fellowship is achieved through Bible study where we hear from God and prayers where we speak to him. Fifthly, we saw that the book of Haggai is both historical and prophetic. The book helps us not to make the same mistakes of the Old Testament people, and it helps us to appreciate how we should live under the New Testament. In that vein, we also spoke of God's assessment of our work with him and work for him. We said that what men praise is abomination to God and vice versa. We noted that the work of an unsanctified man is abomination to God. Therefore, we should focus on God's approval rather than men's, and we should make sure that when we are working for God, we continually are sanctified. Sixthly, we spoke about God choosing leaders, whether they are spiritual or secular or civil or church. You can vote, but the outcome is from God. To be a successful leader from God's point, a leader must be humble, devoted to God, and must seek and do God's counsel. Finally, we have seen that when God shakes the earth and the things that are in the earth, he is about to bring changes in our lives changes in society, changes in social economic order, political dispensations, financial systems, and so on and so forth. Also, God's shakings will herald the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Though the book of Haggai is only two chapters and span a time period of 114 days, yet the lessons it gives us are impactful and eternal. I want to encourage us to go over the book of Haggai again as we look at our notes. But I want to warn you that even though we had mentioned some things, many of the things you'll be reading will be new. Many of the things you'll be reading are things that we have not even mentioned in our study. But God will reveal them to you because he wants to speak to you personally through the book of Haggai. 
is my prayer that the lessons that we have learned now from the book of Haggai, by the grace of God, will remain with us unto eternity and we shall not fail God. And with this, we come to the end of our study in the book of Haggai. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for leading us through the study of the book of Haggai. In the course of our study, you have taught us so many things. I pray that none of what you have taught us will stand in judgment against us on the last day. And I know also, Lord, that there are many things that you want to speak to us individually. I pray that as we study those words again, that, Lord, you will speak to us individually. Finally, I want to thank you, Almighty and everlasting God, for the grace that you have given us to study this book. Thank you for helping us not just to be hearers, but also doers of your work. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.